Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Arena Craft Podcast, a show focused exclusively on Magic the Gathering Arena, now in HD. Oh, just visual, I guess. But anyway, yes. So, <laughs> I highly encourage anyone who is listening, but not watching, to go to Kovac Go Blue's channel and check this out in the video version because it is hot and that is because it contains Kovac Go Blue and myself. I have not yet introduced Kovac Go Blue, but I've said his name multiple times. So let's get that out of the way. What is up Kovac Go Blue? Uh, who? That's Kovac not who's here, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, excited to be here on Arena Craft Podcast for yet another week to look at some fresh cards with some fresh faces. It is so fresh. The it freshness. Is, it is the freshest. Except we're going to start out with some golden oldies, but um, that's that's cool. So basically, what's going to happen today, we're going to continue the Strixhaven set review. And it's mostly standard playable cards, but they do have this wonderful mystical archive, most of which are historic legal. And that's where we're going to start today. And it's going to be a long one, so I'm kind of chomping at the bit to just get in there. CGB, any thoughts before we before we just rip the Band-Aid off and do that? Yeah, no questions of the week. No peanut gallery acknowledgement. Just straight up cards. Let's go. Just content. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, we're all here for the we're all here for the cardboard crack. So, the first card we're going to talk about today in the Mystical Archive is Tezzeret's Gambit. So, this is a blue sorcery, three and a blue, but it is a special blue. It is a Phyrexian blue. Is this the first Phyrexian mana card that is coming to Arena? I want to say yes. I it, believe that's true. I think true. so. Yeah, I think it is. And... So before we read the rest of the card, let's just discuss what Phyrexian mana is, because it's very, very important. So a Phyrexian mana can be paid with either just one pip, one source of the color that it is, or it can be paid with two life. So the casting cost of the spell is either three and a blue, or three generic mana and pay two life, which, uh, as we learned with Phyrexian mana, is a very broken mechanic. Yeah, on a good card, it's pretty much insane that you can literally use your life as ramp. Yep. Um, Gitaxian Probe is an example of a card which does very little, but it's free and has been banned essentially everywhere. So And is not in the Mystical Archive, thank God. <laughs> it's not in the Mystical Archive, but what we are reading is Tezzeret's Gambit. So this is, again, three and a blue. The blue is Phyrexian Mana, Sorcery. And it says, draw two cards, then proliferate. So, yeah, this one is not a banger. Um, not the best card ever. I will, If it were an instant, I'd be a little bit more excited about it. But as it stands, I don't imagine this being playable. What do you think? You can minus your Narset again. There you go. I, I, that's what I got. <laughs> That's what I got. Yeah. I, I don't think that three mana, pay two life, sorcery speed, draw a card, and proliferate is going to cut it in current historic. But it, it, if it had been something cheaper, it doesn't take much. Like once you get yeah. down to two and one mana with Phyrexian mana cards, they start getting serious, especially with Storm as a mechanic. So I'm glad that they printed this if they were going to print something like that, because I don't think this is busted. Yeah, no, exactly. 
This next card, however, is not a joke, so why don't you read it for us? Grape Shot is one in a red for a sorcery that deals one damage to any target with Storm. With dun, dun, dun. Storm. <laughs> storm. We talked about Weather the Storm and Mind's Desire last week, I believe. I don't remember if we mentioned that Storm counts spells cast by the opponent. That was something that kind of hit oh, me later. because. It? Yeah, I had forgotten about that. Oh, uh, copy snap. it for each spell cast before it this turn. That means if your opponent casts one or two cards and then you can, like or just put them on the stack, I like that that also sets off storm cards. So that's interesting. That Grape is- shot's like the kill card, right? A lot yep. of storm decks will use it once they hit that critical storm mass to just dome the opponent to death. Yep, exactly. One nice thing about Grape Shot is that it's fairly cheap, so you can stick it at the end of your long chain of spells, hopefully. Um, But yeah, again, basically combo finisher. Probably don't see it outside of a dedicated Storm deck. Do you think you'll see any of these in like the Runaway Steamkin Burn decks that sometimes just pop off with multiple light up the stages and a few get to Lava Runners and Wizard's Lightning and then could finish that cycle with Grape Shot you for seven? Yeah, it's an interesting idea. It's definitely an it's interesting worth a idea. Try. Yeah, no, I I think so. I think I think red mages should definitely take a second look at this card. It definitely gets better if you have running a deck with like Bergy in it, right? Yeah, Steamkin, Bergy, light up the stage, whatever. It's possible we might see like a more storm focused red deck in historic. Yay! I love red decks that take a long time and burn your face. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! Yay. Yeah, this is CGB has been waiting for this one, man. Okay, uh, next card: Mizix's Mastery, three and a red sorcery, exile target card. That's an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. For each card exiled this way, copy it, and you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Exile Mizix's Mastery. And it has Overload, 5 red, red, red. You may cast this spell for its Overload cost. If you do, change the text by replacing all instances of target with each. Okay. So this card strikes me as a combo card, right? Like you try to get in the first two or three turns of the game a really impactful instant or sorcery in the graveyard, and then you try to hit it with this. Um, mm-hmm. is, is this a card you're familiar with in the past? Like, does this have a, an established history of play? I've never played with this card and I don't remember it from any decks that I've seen. So it might be from an age where I wasn't as focused on magic as I was other things in life. Sad. I know. Uh, it's gotta be like immediately I read it and I'm thinking if we discard Mind's Desire to Cathartic Reunion and then target it with Mastery. That's already one spell. Mm-hmm. Like, the Mastery counts as a spell, then the Mind's Desire is a spell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you just need other things. Just play some Ornithopters, Tormod Scripts, and Mox Ambers, and you're doing something. I don't know if that's... I don't know if it's an essential part of that deck, but it does seem like Thrill of Possibility and Cathartic Reunion mean you discard some epic card and then this cast it i mean that works with ultimatums as well if you want to cast an ultimatum for four mana you can so there's probably some use for this Mm -hmm. that is good yeah spell reanimator we're getting time warp in the format in this release as well so that's not the worst thing to hit with mizix's mastery 
What's that nine mana card? Uh, it's like Rise of the Dark Realms. It's got Liliana on it, and it's like nine mana, and it brings all creatures from all graveyards yeah. under your control. That's a fun one. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a thing. That's a good that one. could be a thing. We yeah. also have a spell in Historic that draws you seven cards, so that's a that's a fun one as well it's overflowing insight i think is the name of that card so there are there are definitely bangers for sure oh yeah people will try to brew around this and Mm -hmm. if a deck is completely cold or unprepared to it this they'll they'll some meme will happen this is a memers card will it break competitive it's going to be hard with rest in peace in the format and various other just hate for graveyards that is so popular because of the cat oven Mm -hmm. yeah it's also a little pricey you know yep that's an issue uh okay regrowth this is very simple one and a green sorcery return target card from your graveyard to your hand does balaged recovery just render this card completely unplayable not in a combo deck where every mana counts but Mm. for the most part you're right Mm -hmm. um balaged recovery with the option to be a mana is just a way more flexible version. This card was restricted back in my time. You were only allowed to play one of them in your standard deck back when that was a thing. And uh, it, you know, it hasn't really passed the test of time in that just graveyards have become things that can be interacted with, exiled and removed if they matter. Uh, The process of getting something into the graveyard, if you're casting a strong enough spell, means your head already getting it back isn't nearly as important. I, so regrowth is a cool old school card with a nice art and frame here that i don't think will have a big part to play in the format yeah i agree like this is the kind of card you play if there's a specific turn in your curve where you want to do a thing you know like maybe doing your thing on turn four instead of turn five makes a really big difference but yeah otherwise probably wouldn't play this card um all right now we have uh, god's willing it's a card we already know and love or perhaps hate if you play a lot against the feather deck so it's a nice little reprint here uh art next upgrade i like the art yeah the art i mean that's that's what we nice. do we comment on the art if if we uh you know if we've already seen the card a million times we just we just need to like yay or nay the art and this is yeah yay. this is definitely yay definitely worthy and you know honestly it's just nice to see different art styles on magic i feel like Magic cards over the last however many years have kind of congealed around a general feel for how the art is. And these arts are just a real departure. So I'm I'm a huge fan of that in general. Even the ones I don't like, I just like they're different, you know? Agreed. Okay, uh, read Natural Order, CGB. Natural Order. Two green green, four mana total. Sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a green creature. Search your library for a green creature card, put it onto the battlefield, Ooh. then shuffle. Ooh, we are going to see Doesn't a matter lot. matter how big it is. We're going to see a lot of crater hoofs, man. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, we would. But but this card is banned. <laughs> oh, this card's banned. All right. Well, thank God. <laughs> this is this was the last of the banned cards to get revealed. So oh, no, okay. there won't be crater hoofing on turn three for lethal. Yeah, that that to be sure is exactly what would be happening on like minute one in historic if this card were legal. So very glad to see that. Okay, uh, next we have a reprint of Agonizing Remorse. It is a cool. It's kind of like a almost a comic book style art. I really dig it. I think this one's okay. It, I, there's something weird about the, 
like the angles on it like, you know what i mean yeah. the dude is like doing a serious like, uh, uh, back bend i don't know this one <laughs> this one's medium for me and the dagger you said comic yeah there's it's a very comic like dagger so. yeah yeah I, I like how you managed to actually dagger the card as well very matter got him very very got him all right next card increasing vengeance red red instant copy target instant or sorcery spell you control if it was cast from your from a graveyard copy that spell twice instead you may choose new targets for the copies and this has flashback for three red red flashback is you may cast this card from your graveyard for its flashback cost then exile it so you know another spell doubler which doubles harder in the late game um, I tried really hard with this card when it was legal and standard and never it never got there. My pet deck was a really bad blue-red like deck that used this and it just it was never good and I that scarred me. So now increased vengeance is just this card I look at like nope, you're not going to fool me. I'm not I'm not going to try it. I'm just not going there. I I mean, isn't this card pretty obsolete with the world of expansion, expansion explosion. explosion i think is almost strictly better although doesn't you doesn't that have some kind of a restriction on the spell that you can cast yeah the spell that you can copy has to be four mana or less That's it. Okay. but the neat thing about that is as soon as you have more mana to cast larger spells the explosion side is better than most spells that could be cast because yeah. it just deals a bunch of damage and draws a bunch of cards yeah which is generally better than the typical like you just can't run spells that are super expensive that do more than that most of the time yep yep so unless the card you're casting is like some specific like seven or eight mana win the game combo you probably just prefer that card over this one but yeah cool cool little nihiri doing her thing on on the art there which i like you're gonna copy a time warp i may at some point play a time warp in historic in fact i may or may not at this very moment be brewing like every deck i can imagine (laughs) that plays the card time warp in it so so with with flashback and this being in the graveyard that's 10 mana to take three turns i mean you know if you're taking all the turns you get there man you you do get there eventually (laughs) alrin's epiphany for 12 anyone (laughs) i mean it's it's mentally lethal nobody's gonna sit through that (laughs) Uh, all right compulsive research is our next card why don't you hit this one for us oh gladly two and a blue for a sorcery target player draws three cards then that player discards two cards unless they discard a land card what do you think of compulsive research Uh, i think it's probably the best in that cycle of draw three discard two unless you discard one card cycle right um there's like we had one for what enchantments artifacts are there any other ones i think that's I it think that's thirst it. for meaning thirst for knowledge those are the ones that come to mind and every deck runs land yeah like so compulsive research is just a solid way to kind of dump some extra land and get deeper in the deck it is like it's really a standard card mm-hmm. you know like taking turn three off to fix up your hand a little bit at sorcery speed is just never been good in older formats yeah that's actually a good point because those other two i listed are both instants right yep okay so so actually with the sorcery it's probably fairly worse yeah i don't think this will have an impact but i do just have great memories of this card from the days where i would like cast compulsive research and discard uh oh god 
the 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 card names are leaving me. It was an angel. I think it's like Angel of Wrath, right? And yet, or Angel of Desolation, something like that. You discard the seven mana five five that when it enters the battlefield destroys target permanent, and then you zombify the next turn to just get it oh, out and yeah. pull up their land or their best thing. Oh, it was good. good it was times. good, man. Good times. You know, I don't know. There might be decks that really don't care about playing at instant speed that are in for this card, but yep, sorcery is probably the thing you should be thinking about there. All right. It does work with the um the Mizzet's ma- the Mizzix Mastery, right? You you discard yeah. your big card and there then you, you mastery on four. There you Another go. cathartic reunion type thing. Nice little curve. Nice little curve. Yeah. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um okay, this next one is literally a banger. If a spell was a banger, it would be actually this card. I'm I, honestly I'm a little surprised to see this, but next to some of these other powerful cards, it makes sense. Lightning Helix, red and a white instant. Lightning Helix deals three damage to any target, and you gain three life. Is this the best Boros card ever printed? It's Lightning if you don't know what we're doing um, Uh, you can look this up on youtube like it's one of the most popular clips and probably the most famous top decks ever because of the enthusiasm of the call but in the quarter in the semifinals of pro tour the a a player you know top decked the lightning helix when it was the only out yeah Um, google google uh randy bueller lightning helix (laughs) Randy yeah. Bueller isn't even playing. He's the person on the call <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs, peeking the microphone. Um, but yeah, best Boros card ever. That's a good question. I can't think of another. I think of a Batuan, right? I really, yeah. <laughs> I I would probably just be here a while. I mean, this card makes Showdown of the Scalds look like a puppy dog, you know? Indeed, indeed. Yeah, If if you think... That lightning helix with a healing salve stapled to it um, doesn't sound like a great upgrade. This card has proved itself in multiple formats. So don't underestimate this card. Like, yes, it is Boros, a lot harder to cast than your average red burn spell. Um, Yes, it does cost more than lightning bolt, but it's, it's worth it, basically. If you can play this card, it's worth it. Yeah, I think that Boros burn is at least early in the format going to be played with quite a bit. Will it get past Cat Oven? I don't know. I mean, yeah. that, that that's just a messed up combination of cards if you're trying to play burn in the format to have to get through. Mm-hmm. But people are going to try it at least. And a few people have said, what does white add to your um, Boros deck? Well, there's a card in this in the new set that we're going to talk about, the Apollo card later. So we'll get to that. Or th- mm-hmm. I think that's burn playable. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other thing is Luris, and that doesn't play with the Apollo card, but that is another option. Just having a Luris companion to fall back on is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I also think the mana for Boros is going to be really good in Historic. Yep. So I think it's very playable. Yeah, and here's another thing is that Burn is already, you know, pretty playable and historic. And yeah, they've made, there's even the, uh, a card which we'll probably talk about today, the uh, one mana, the one mana super prowess guy. Super prowess, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll probably maybe show up in historic. So yeah, overall Lightning Helix, very, very good card. I fully expect to see it, see play in historic. One more time though. (laughs) Lightning Helix! 
works. It's so good. <laughs> it feels so good. Oh man. Okay. Uh, this next card is gonna feel real, real good for you and real bad for your opponents. Those CGB. So Leon. I mean, I don't know. This might actually be the most banger of bangers they've revealed so far. What? Read for us. Faithless losing. Faithless Looting is a red mana for a sorcery. Draw two cards, then discard two cards. Flashback, two and a red. And before we just dive in and just talk about what you do with Faithless Looting and, you know, where it's going to see play and what it makes possible, what the, the heck art. is this art? I, I, I thought knew, the art... I knew you were just, just going to dive I, right in, man. Just pick... I thought it was a meme just... when I saw this on Twitter, so I didn't pay attention. I didn't think it was the real art. It looks like a meme. You just decided it, to pick it, that low-hanging fruit right off the tree, dude, didn't you, CGB? Dude, it, it looks... <laughs> this is what it looks like. It looks like a memester opened a Java coffee place, and this is, like, the first take at the logo. I What the heck is this? I, you know, man, there's been a whole controversy over this art. Honestly, I'm not interested in dunking on anyone. You know, some people are going to like it. Some people won't. I just... Okay. All right. I didn't know about the controversy. I just saw it shared a few times on Twitter and was like, well, somebody did a weird meme of the art because there's no way that's the actual art. (laughs) (laughs) My brain rejects this. I don't know what it is. Um, It... It you were saying it's very different and out there, and I agree. There's kind of a very different artistic style, but this doesn't match that. You know, mm. look at Lightning Helix next to it. It's like half that was something else, just inserted. It's, I don't know. Man. It's like a mix of photorealism and like people have been calling it like Paint Shop Pro or whatever. Yeah, you know, meme. MS Paint, it's right? Meme. It's like photorealism meets MS Paint. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. We probably sound like total plebs. I, I'm, I'm sure okay. that this is like an actual thing that artists do. Um, but, I mean, hey, better controversial than boring, right? That's what I say. Yeah, um, I, 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 I don't. I'm not, like, upset. <laughs> but I'm like, what? You got my attention, okay? <laughs> it's definitely an intention-getting card. So let's talk about Faithless Looting. First of all, banned in modern. Um, I don't know if it's banned anywhere else. But this card was basically the card that made um, Arclight Phoenix a tier zero deck in modern for like a hot minute there. Um, two years. Yeah. Like two years of Arclight Phoenix domination in modern. Yeah. So any card that can make, you know, the raging dumpster fire that is Arclight Phoenix playable is, <laughs> is <laughs> pretty exciting. And you're so. ba- you're coming after me for having opinions <laughs> about the art. You just straight up crapped on a re- a deck that is beloved to many. You know, like, before like, Yarian was Arclight printed, Phoenix. I think Arclight Phoenix was like trap number one, right? It was trap card number one. <laughs> Dude, just because you can't draw an Arclight Phoenix in your top 30 doesn't mean other people aren't just get top eighting a freaking mythic championship with the deck like Louis Scott Vargas did. Oh my gosh, yeah. Just... In a format where people People said it was unplayable, I'd like to add. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what that's a comment on. It's probably just the comment on Luis's incredible luck and skill. But uh, needless to say, this is a card that could definitely put Arclight Phoenix back on the map in Historic. I mean, it's priced to move. It it draws a bunch. It discards a bunch. 
Um, it is card disadvantage, so it's the first thing you have to remember about this card. You're not going up in the exchange, you're actually going down. So the cards entering your graveyard have to matter. You have to be getting that card advantage back and then some from your graveyard for this to be good. But I mean, we have other cards like uh, Hollow One works with this, right? Yes, okay. Hollow One's very good with this. Jerry Thompson top uh, got to the finals of a modern Pro Tour with a Mardu Faithless Looting deck, no Arclight Phoenix, uh, using... Uh, just young pyromancer and faithless looting as like an engine of making creatures and drawing through the deck and getting graveyard value. I mean, the the card it it seems to be synonymous now. People remember it with Arclight Phoenix, and they think that Arclight Phoenix is what got it banned. But the card was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dredge mm-hmm. is something that doesn't really exist on Arena, but there's a lot of graveyard ish stuff you can do. And when you think of this card and Dreadhorde Arcanist hanging out. That's not. I mean, you said it was card disadvantage. That's not card disadvantage. That's just freshness. That is stone cold killing. In fact, you know, Arcanist recently banned from Legacy. So, man, if they keep printing these one mana cards into Historic, we might actually see an Arcanist ban in Historic at some point as well. Because, dude, damn, it's the no, it's some of the spells, man, are busted. But yeah, they they're always looking for like a fall guy. I don't know. Oko did nothing wrong, man. <laughs> Free Oko. <laughs> That's what this podcast has become. So, okay. Um, I don't know. CGB and I could probably spend like 20 minutes telling you all of the things you can do with this card, but here's the TLDR. This is one of the strongest cards in this entire mystical archive, and that is saying a lot, right? So, just Keep an eye on that looting, man. This this is another one of those cards which will be like minute one, the moment this card is released. Oh, it, I can't believe this card and Brainstorm it, are just like both in this archive. Dude. Like suddenly cheap spells super matter. They kind of yeah. mattered if you played black. Fatal Push and Thoughtseize are epic. But now cheap spells are all over the place. Yeah, we can all, we all can has the cheap spells and uh, Historic is is going to be a different format. I'm I'm putting it out there right now. I think that this is the most important. This this collection of cards is the most important release for historic in the history of the format. That is that has to be true. It has to be, I, right? I mean, I unless you're going to unless you're honestly going to say like Throne of Eldraine or something yep. like that. Yeah. But yes, I I think that as far as things getting printed directly to historic it's not close. It's not close. Yeah. I mean, people are going to look back on this release and just be like, oh my God, that card came into Historic as well. So, yeah, I, I would take like this row of cards that we're looking at over Amonkhet Remastered. Oh, easily. <laughs> <laughs> and savage, but it's true, man. It's just true. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, we got a couple of reprints here. We got uh, Claim the Firstborn, which is kind of a weird art, actually. What do you think? It's the uh, classic, um, the finger of God touching the finger of man, but now we have somebody's little baby and it's a <laughs> goblin reaching out to some really twisted looking, cr- <laughs> there's some swords. Also, <laughs> what's there's like a Nahiri's multiple swords theme happening in this set, right? Like so many of these cards have a bunch of these swords on them. I don't, like they must have given these artists a briefing. Uh, I, I guess so. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know what what that what 
all that is. Yeah. This, this art gets some okay. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, it's okay. I it's kind of weird and I don't know what we're trying to do. I'd like I'd run it if I had it. I don't think I'd grind an event to get it, you know? That's kind of where I'm at mm-hmm. with it. Sure. Yeah. How about this the next one approach of the second sun? What do you think of this art? Well, approach that reprint and one of my favorites, but what the why are we we're in a cave? that happens to have an opening that looks very similar to the human face. And if you look out over the horizon, you see that, first of all, the first sun rose and seems to be right where the brain is. And the second sun appears to be getting regurgitated out of the throat. This this is why we don't have an art review podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're killing it with the cards. I don't know how we're doing with the art. (laughs) Um, It's I I don't I don't need this art. It has no bolus horns. Yeah, it's. uh, I mean, it's a cool art. I would say overall. I think if I had produced this art in middle school, I would have felt proud of it. <laughs> I don't know. Either you're extremely talented in art and holding back or that is a savage burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, drag me, drag me for that one. Again, I'm I'm not trying to ruin anyone's day. I'm just Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Tendrils of Agony. We already talked about this, right? It feels like we did. I think we did. Um, I think we did. Storm kills you. The end. Yeah, it's another storm kill you card. All right. Uh, okay, read this next one, though. Gift of the Estates, CGB. I don't think I've seen this one. So, Gift of Estates is one in a white for a sorcery at rare, and if an opponent controls more lands than you, search your library for up to three planes cards. Reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle. Ooh-wee. Is this land tax? Go. Ooh-wee. I don't exactly remember what that spell did, but this is a, I mean, that's a lot of planes advantage is all I can say about that. I mean, if you're on the draw, like, this card has to be, I, I don't know. I mean, there's some, it has to be some reason you want all of those lands, but, like, eh. Okay. It's a lot let's, of lands. Let's, let's try comparing it to some things. We, we talked about, like, compulsive research being pretty slow, mm-hmm. you know, being a standard card and being pretty slow in other formats, because on turn three, spending your mana to draw, like, two or three just isn't very good. Mm-hmm. You're just falling behind. So think about Gift of Estates. If you are on the draw... Significant if. You have to play it on turn three because that's the first opportunity that you have two mana and your opponent is ahead of you on lands. Mm-hmm. So they point. make their third land drop. You untap with uh, two lands on the battlefield. You cast Gift of Estates. Now you do still have one more mana for the turn, but that's it. So you spent a good amount of turn three on the draw putting three lands into your hand. And... It's hard for me to see how that's a historic card, a historic strategy. I just this looks like a very specific card to me. I don't quite know what we're doing with it. You definitely don't just like jam this in your random white deck. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very powerful effect. So, and I don't know. It's it's a potential sideboard card in some matchup maybe. Um, maybe control versus control to make sure you hit all of your land drops, but at the same time have no respect what for whatsoever for what they might do on turn four. Uh, it's yep, good point. Like carte blanche to resolve that nauset or whatever. Yeah, um, doesn't feel great. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Honestly, I I feel wholly unqualified to evaluate this card. And is this, like, I've never seen this before. Is this another time-shifted card, or is it just from a time that I wasn't playing Magic? 
It must have been a time that you didn't play Magic. Mm-hmm. I do know this card. I have played it before. I did own one for a long time. I can picture the other art. I I remember my experiments with it. So, um, it's a card, but mm-hmm. and, and and it has been buzzed. You know, people have tried to make it work. I think it always came up. You know, just as kind of a medium and standard, very situational and kind of un unwielding. Mm-hmm. is a good way to put it mm-hmm. when you pop off it's not like you have a massive advantage you hit your next three land drops which might have happened anyway here's another thing like you might be discarding to hand size after casting this on turn three right oh yeah pretty reasonably so that's yeah. that's not great like drawing three planes and then just immediately discarding one of them like that's not gonna feel good right <laughs> That's... I mean, maybe we get it back. Maybe we have something we get back from the graveyard. I don't. But yeah. I'm not that into the card. Yeah, it's it's a weird card. All right. Um, this next card uh, is probably going to confound you as a control player in Historic CGB. Oh, man, this is another banger. Definitely a thing to do with that free white mana. So Mana Tithe, one white mana instant counter target spell unless its controller pays one mana what color are we playing covert go blue <laughs> you know now i think about that with gift of estates and i'm like oh i guess you do you're you're, you're lulling your opponent into tapping out and making em. their big play while you have one <laughs> white mana available and you just mana tie them got that's em. not bad a mana tie is a, a serious card that's been around for a while but hasn't been legal in a current format in a long time mm. uh, just kind of one of the first counters uh, aside from like pyroblast and red elemental blast just completely step out of the color pie mm-hmm. the card is i i think it's going to have a place in historic and i think that a lot of the kind of taxing cards like redain and uh you know, uh, Thalia is in the format. I, yeah, I think the white deck is going to play this card. Yeah. And I think it's actually going to get people really, really good. Dude, I mean, are, are we approaching like a, kind of a human tax hate bears kind of a, a deck in Historic, do you think? Like we can play uh, we yeah. can play Meddling Mage and Thalia and you know, Redain and yeah, these mana tides and stuff. I don't know. It, it thinks and, and the Paulo Vito Adamadorosa card will, will reveal soon. We could be on does our way this, to it. How does the how do you feel about this deck against a mayhem devil, a cat in an oven? I mean, you know, it might not line up well. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty tough. Uh, it's pretty tough. <laughs> you know, you gotta draw the right cards, but yeah. So yeah, I, I I think that the best hope we have to deal with the Jund power like it is a jund format like the Mm -hmm. the format revolves around that at the time i think the best chance we have to deal with that aside from a ban which i don't think is actually going to happen is just that the power level of the archive as a whole makes playing jund worse and if less people are playing jund and more people are playing spells then thalia mana tithe uh and redain and various tax based cards become a lot better and that's where the deck rises. Yep, agreed. So Manatide is a very, very specific card. Don't just start jamming these into your white decks and expect to be happy about it. Um, this is a very, like, for example, mono-white aggro decks might board this in against control because it just kind of locks the game up on some key turns. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just like... It, it, this will be a player in historic, but it's a very surgical. This is definitely the scalpeliest of scalpel cards here. 
if you are like too high on this card, if you're just like, I'm going to run for this no matter what for the rest of the time, this is broken. Just imagine top decking it on turn six. I mean, uh, it's, <laughs> it's such an imba- like. Honestly, one of the best uses for mana tithe is as a one of in the seventy-five to make your opponent fear it. Yes. Yep. Yep. But yep. just to note, we actually have a uh, you know we have Jwari disruption, which is basically it's costs more mana, you know, yada yada yada. But we basically already have a mana tithe in blue, which is also a land. So. I think the mana tide stock has gone down a little bit, you know, in a format in which that is a playable card. Mm-hmm. Okay, hit Tainted Pact. One and a black instant. Exile the top card of your library. You may put that card into your hand unless it has the same name as another card exiled this way. Repeat this process until you put a card into your hand or you exile two cards with the same name, whichever comes first. Um, what a card. Uh, what? I, <laughs> I'm going to definitely need to read that card again. Uh-huh. I, I'll, I will read it again. Exile the top card of your library. You may put that card into your hand unless it has the same name as another card exiled this way. Repeat this process until you put a card into your hand, or you exile two cards with the same name, whichever comes first. So you get to keep exiling cards, right? Until what happens? Until either you say, okay, I'm keeping this one, or you hit the same name and you get nothing. Oh, it's a gambler's that's kind card. Of savage. So, so I guess. The trick here is what's most likely to happen to make you lose out on this card is you hit two of the same land, right? That is, like like in a basic land world, yeah. If, yeah. if your deck is a bunch of cards and swamps and you cast Tainted Pact and you flip over a swamp, you can take the swamp or mm-hmm. you can flip over another card. If it's another swamp, you're done. You got mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, good for digging. Very good card for just kind of getting a bunch of cards off the top. If this okay, if you only have one of every single card in your deck, it's a tutor, right? Um, you just get whatever you want. Yeah, the only problem is if you're playing multiple tainted packs, then yeah, you that's have a true. Chance of hitting you, another. You could one. hit two tainted packs. Yeah, yeah. you could also but, just keep going until you hit your first tainted pack, but then it's awkward because if you hit two in a row, you're just yeah, wrecked. you're kind of hosed, right? <laughs> so again, this is one of those cards where and and to note, um, the cards that you don't take are just all exiled, right? They just they leave the game and that's that, unless they go what? into your hand. What happens? Okay, how about this? How about you have Tainted Pact, and you only get one of them, so this is going to be awkward, but assume that you have, like, ways to get the Tainted Pact. Yeah, so what if you copy tutors. it with? Yeah, what if you copy it with Lutri? Yes, I, you, I actually heard about this combo. You, yeah, you name, like, something that kills, like, a Jace or a Thassa's Oracle, mm-hmm. and then you, the second one, you just exile your deck. Yep, that is a, it's a thing you can do. Um, it sounds a little, sounds a little unwieldy to me. Probably not the best Thassa's Oracle deck in Historic, but it's definitely a thing you could do. 
I I don't know. This this card is weird, and yeah. I'm not sure. Like, can you play this in just a normal deck with a handful of four ofs just to, I guess, at two mana instant speed, you get some amount of selection, and we're mm-hmm. not sure how much, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you play this, and you get to reveal a card, and if it's a card you don't have many of, you reveal another and go for what you're looking for, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem good. It seems like it's a combo card, in my opinion. Like, whether whether the Tainted Pact is, like, creating your combo or whether it's finding your combo piece, that's, that's what I'm seeing with this card. Uh, it's, I mean, a sweet design, though. It's definitely... I look forward to someone trying to break it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to sitting there while they just debate and debate oh, what the heck to do with each one. And then uh, when they hit their double, you know, runner-runner in a row, getting that nice emo, and I'm just sitting there <laughs> like, it's been five minutes. <laughs> spoken like a true arena veteran, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be salty. Okay. And I'm the one who had my time murdered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next card, Eliminate. Do we like the art, yay or nay? Yeah, I like it's this better one. than the other Eliminate it's art. It's a good one. But I like the I, the artist's name on the other Eliminate art is Chris Cold, and that That's name is awesome. Just, yeah, it's never... But this art is good. It is, it is very good. It has kind of a duress. It's like a different take on duress. Um, but yeah, very striking. I like uh, white, black, and red. Uh, just it's a very, very cool, cool color combination in art. I like it very much. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, next card, which is definitely, definitely, definitely not coming to historic, to the sadness of many. Lightning bolt, one mana, red, one red mana, instant lightning bolt deals three damage to any target. Cowards. They wouldn't print it into historic. What do you think about that? Uh, I, Should they have? It's probably for the best. I think the the like immature side of me wants to be like, you know, well, they printed brainstorm and they printed faithless looting and blah 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 blah. But like, realistically, I really don't feel like just dying to bolt to the face. Like, yeah, every those, those cards don't kill you. Yeah, those, those cards just, they prolong the game and increase decisions. Lightning Bolt just kills you. Yeah, like, imagine how much better the already decent burn deck gets in Historic with the inclusion of Lightning Bolt. Like, it's this card, okay, um, for, for those of you looking for a point of reference, imagine if, if Frostbite was always turned on and could hit any target. That would be a pretty good card, right? That's lightning bolt. That's lightning bolt. <laughs> lightning bolt is like multiple dials tweaked on cards that Im- have been standard playable. Imagine if instead of casting lightning strike for two mana, you could cast two lightning strikes for two mana. That's lightning <laughs> bolt. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you could just take out four of the worst card in your deck and replace them with four of the best card in your deck. Imagine if for three mana you could light up the stage and then lightning bolt and then lightning bolt. That's lightning bolt. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like this. I like this little trip we took through imagination land. So that's two votes for no lightning bolt in historic. <laughs> I'm also gonna downvote the art. Yeah, it's not it, the best. It's not an it's not an iconic lightning bolt to no. me, and I don't need every bolt of lightning to look exactly the same. But they never do. That's the beautiful thing about light bolts of lightning. They they're all a little different. And this doesn't even I don't see a lightning bolt here. I would have never guessed if you just showed me the art with no text. Uh, yeah i, w- I, I would have guessed the card had storm maybe but <laughs> that's like this isn't this and and this is going to be the only lightning bolt art on arena for starters i'm like uh, yeah it's really a little bit of it. inauspicious introduction mm-hmm. yeah well maybe it eases the blow of us not being able to play it okay duress this is a card we know and love and i'm definitely giving a thumbs up on this art it is sweet Agreed. Just for whatever reason, the natural reaction to this artwork is, yes, better than the other Duress art that we have, which is kind of mortifying, quite frankly. Yeah. And and this is we've got the, the, the hands reaching into the mind to take away the uh, key thought that's going on there. Very Duress-y. It's, uh, I'm going to show my plebiness here, but this isn't an art style. It's a very recognizable art style. I want to say it's like Art Nouveau or Art Deco, perhaps, but whatever it okay. is. I like it. I would have guessed it was Thoughtseize if if you gave me no, you know, if you mm. just showed me the art and not the frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty close, right? Pretty dead on. Yep. yep. Um, all right. I alluded to this card earlier, but I will let you do the honors in reading it. Kovarka Blue. Time Warp. Three blue blue. Sorcery. Target player takes an extra turn after this one. So, okay, so here's my first question to you, CGB. Is this the best time walk effect we will now have in Historic? Yeah, it's the cheapest. <laughs> we did it! it! It is. This is a very good card. All right, let's start there. It's a very good card. It's weird how, you know, in the, in the beginning, when Garfield created the heavens and the earth, we had two mana, take an extra turn. That was the original time walk. And they, you know, they restricted that and they banned that, and rightfully so. And and then Time Warp came around, and people were like, five mana? It's so much. And it's like, as time has gone on, we've just more and more been like, you know, seven mana is pretty good deal on Nexus. We'll <laughs> yeah, do that. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in my deck. That sounds fine. The the most played, <laughs> the most played Kaldheim card in the Mythic Championship was... Was it you know really Allrun's Epiphany? Allrun's Epiphany. Heck yep, yeah. Because it, you know what? it's in the Sultai Ultimatum deck and it's in the Teamer Adventure deck and those were the two most played decks. I, I'm feeling better and better about my prediction that that might be the first Kaldheim card to get banned. It's not getting... <laughs> but, but okay, fine, 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 fine. The birds, man. It's the freaking birds. OP. Why did they put uh, birds on this card? Anyway, yeah. we were talking about Time Warp, and I think that this might get banned in Historic. Because why? It, there's yeah. so many... Yeah. There's just so many things you can do. It's like, so good, man. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so cheap. It's a format with cards like, oh, I don't know, Growth Spiral. How would you like to time warp on turn four, CGP? That sounds pretty nice, right? How about Llanowar Elves and I time warp on, <laughs> on t- turn, turn three. three? I mean, yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah. This, this... Balagad Recovery, Regrowth, get it back. That card that casts instants and sorceries from the graveyard, get it back. The card that copies it, okay. take two turns. You know what's truly terrifying, CGB? 
I don't know what turn you might be able to do this, but you might be able to like, um, like maybe turn six, play Nissa, play Time Warp in the same turn. Like, I I don't know how the math all lines up. Yeah, right. That's correct. I mean, but you're talking about maybe, you know without ramp. Maybe you that, ramp. That's a no ramp. Is that a no ramp scenario? <laughs> that's a no ramp scenario. Yeah, grow spiral. So you can do that on five. Do that you know? on five, right? So I mean, that's terrifying. Like that is another turn with Nissa is like that was always the thing, right? If you untap with Nissa, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, like your your odds of winning that game go up so much, right? And and so mm. and that was even your opponent having a turn, right? Let's say your opponent has a turn to interact but they didn't kill your Nyssa, you're still a huge favorite to win that game. In this one, they don't even get the interaction. They don't even get the chance to hit Nyssa's loyalty down. They don't get the, you know, probably they don't get the chance to kill your land. I mean, you're just smacking them for, you hit them for nine damage now. It's it's nasty. I thought based on Karn's Temporal Sundering and All Runs Epiphany that if they printed a card like Time Warp in the year 2021, they would put a clause on it that says it exiles itself. But <laughs> they just reprinted Time Warp and it doesn't have that clause. <laughs> this is like, I don't know, man. I feel like with this release, we're introducing people on Arena to like gloves off magic, you know? <laughs> This is like almost. This is if, like if they didn't ban lightning bolt. I agree. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But this is like this is like almost bare knuckles magic boxing right here. This is like taped knuckles magic boxing here. So, um, yeah, woof. Get ready. Get ready for time warp hitting historic man. Yep. Have fun. It's it's, uh, it's a it's a hell of a drag. Okay. Uh, Infuriate returns with yeah. Overall, a sweet art. I like it. I think it's an upgrade. I, I feel the fury. Mm-hmm. This person is obviously upset. Mm-hmm. I'm into yep. it. Yep. Got a sweet little bun, sweet little cape. I dig it. I dig it. Um, okay, is that the end of the archive and these are all just um, alternate arts? It is the end of the archive. Okay. We could t- do an art show on these alt arts. I'm, I don't want to. <laughs> no. I'll just embarrass myself. I do... <laughs> I, I will say they look really cool. They do. Like, I, I am into it. Maybe the editor will just, like, quick slideshow them. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, I for me, this, these are very cool, but there is kind of an issue with them, which mm. won't be a problem on Arena. If somebody played these at FNM, I, I have no idea what they're playing. Yeah. Judge! Judge, is that actually the card they say it is? I have no way to... I cannot tell. You're, you're the right art that... doesn't do it. Yeah, the, the text doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, the combination of, you know, being in a language we don't read and being like an entirely different printing of the art does make it kind of challenging. Although I think it's a little bit like welcome to the world of every non-English speaking magic player, right? Oh, yeah. I, I'm definitely privileged. <laughs> but but I, I, I can predict that these issues, I'm sure some people are concerned about mm-hmm. them. And, but I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't exist. I think they should. I actually like most of these arts and we'll probably get them on my account at some point. Yeah, I mean, these arts are just actually sweet. Like, uh, they are factually sweet arts. Um, all right, well, that wraps up one of the most powerful sets of cards to ever be added to Magic Arena. Um, enjoy them. Who knows when we will next get a drop of that power level. So, yeah, man. I, I don't know. Like, Historic is back on the table. What is the first? Way. 
what is the first thing that you want to do with the mystical archive? Like, what, is there a card or archetype that just sings, like, I'm going to get this going right I'm, away. I'm going to power up and play this. I'm definitely going to be brainstorming, man. I'm mm. just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I want to <laughs> be among the wave of people trying to break brainstorm in historic. I actually, okay, this might not be good, but I'm thinking about, like, how can I make like a growth spiral deck which has like Brainstorm and like the new Kazmina and Narset and Time Warp and I don't know. I've I've got some kind of horror show going on in my mind, but like I might try to <laughs> I might try to make a deck which is just like all of the new archive cards busted in Simic. Just just play Tamio. Have you thought about Brainstorm and Tamio? Dude, it's a sick combination. It's, dude, it is so many good things, man. So many good things. So anyway, that's where my mind goes. How about you? It's hard to argue with that. Brainstorming like that, as a blue mage, that just kind of calls me back to the early days. Um, Time warping? I'm kind of dreading it. I'm not gonna lie. The best case I can make for lightning bolt and his... In historic is so that games actually do end. It's true, man. It's true. <laughs> I mean, think about like a format with like brainstorm, time warp, pact of negation. Um, yeah, they yeah, printed. That's true. And what's that? That other filthy one on a blue counter spell that's in the mystical memory archive? lapse. Memory lapse. Like, oh. dude, like this. Oh, there are going to be so many feels bads. So I'll tell you what I bads. what I really want to do. Mm. I want to just sleeve up no bands. There you go. Yep. Just find somebody to play some no bands with. Yeah, that's real gloves <laughs> off right there, man. Back yeah. back alley shanks allowed. <laughs> Channel dark ritual minds desire. Oh Let's freaking go. It's like a little Let's little do this. Taste of vintage on arena. Okay. Tune in. Tune in next week. <laughs> Danny T. Law versus Cobalt Go Blue. Gloves <laughs> off. Let's go. All right, crafties. And that concludes the mystical archive portion of this spoiler. We will be back very, very soon to continue the Strixhaven standard spoilers, and we'll be releasing those basically this week and the following week. So just look for a ton of podcasts coming your way very soon. Bye for now. Bye for now.